I think that Trey is old enough to make his own decisions, Reba. Well, you're his father. That means you were supposed to guide his decisions. Well, what the hell you think I've been doing for the last seven years? Well, not that, evidently. Listen, Reba. It's time for you to let go. I know you want to play the mommy and all of that, but Trey is a grown man now. He is not a little boy anymore. That time has passed, sweetheart. You missed it. Excuse me, I'm gonna get some cigarettes. No, you're not getting off that easy. Sit your ass down. Excuse me? I said sit your ass down before I raise my voice and make a fool out of both of us. Now, it's my time to talk. Of course you took in your son, my son, our son. And you taught him what he needed to be a man. I'll give you that, because most men ain't man enough to do what you did. But that gives you no reason, do you hear me? No reason to tell me that I can't be a mother to my son. What you did is no different from what mothers have been doing from the beginning of time. It's just too bad more brothers won't do the same. But don't think you're special. You may be cute, but not special. Drink your cafe all day, it's on me. It was a brick by brick and a stone by stone. Rome wasn't built in a day, it wasn't done alone. See, the spirit is the merit and the mind is the home. It takes a whole village to get a child out this home, yes. To be a great man without good instructions, a surefire way to lead a life of destruction. Let's be honest, sit down and tune in. Put an hour of your life into some instruction. Yes, greetings and salutations, my beautiful souls and spirits. You already know who it is, man. It is the man, the myth, the legend. Yes, you don't need to know my name. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> you are listening to Menstruction, the place where we provide you the beneficial bricks to fortify the structure that is you incorporated. Man, please introduce yourself, my brother. Hey, my name is Money on a Dollar, Dollar on a Cent. I pray to God every day I really don't have to repent. My name is Montez. He's from the 856. I live in the 404, but I don't know what's in store because I ain't public. Shout out to the chicken. Ooh. Every Ooh. time she look at me, don't know what she missing. Whoa. Oh. A little something for him. Okay, my name is Montez again. I'm with the soul brother from the West. He climbed mountains, smell flowers. And he'll talk with a girl at midnight, and he'll walk her back to a car, didn't even look at her forehead. It is the boy. Who comes into the man? Boba Fett himself. Well, I the only the builder. Now, we just need that one for every, every one of these takeovers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to have to start introducing you first, man, because I'll be just so hyped. <laughs> man, blessings. Blessings. Yes, yes. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. And um, 
you know, today we're back discussing Boys in the Hood. We've discussed last episode of uh, the act one of it. Yeah. We had left off with uh, Trey raking some grass and Doughboy and not Chris. It wasn't Chris. It was um, somebody. Chris. No, it was Chris. It was Chris. Yeah. yeah. Man, I keep, you know, I had mistaken him for uh, uh, old boy back in uh, Chris's, Trey's old town, man. He fought. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah, we yeah. left off with Doughboy and Chris getting arrested for uh, shoplifting, unfortunately. Yeah. And, uh, Yes, very sad story. But we cut to seven years later, you know, so mainly, you know, if we were to have a thesis statement for this episode, mainly what we want to discuss is, of course, the rest of the movie, but also the ties that are brotherly within this movie as first. I mean, the great examples, right? The poor examples, right? And something that I did notice upon rewatching the movie was the learning examples, whereas our characters are not static as characters should not be in any movie. Rather, they grow, learn, and change, even if it's something very slight. So again, that's what we'll be discussing this episode. The great examples of brotherhood, the poor examples of brotherhood, and the changes that occurred nearing the end of the movie. What did our heroes learn? That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, so we we have a seven years later fade, and then it fades into uh, us following a kid. Uh, and this barbecue, and this barbecue is Doughboy's coming home party. We will soon known, we'll soon learn that Doughboy has been recently released from the penitentiary. Uh, and this kid that we've been following is Ricky's son. So mm-hmm. we now know that Ricky is a teenage father, um, and he has a baby mother who apparently either lives in the house, spends a lot of time in his house with his mom, who we know is called Brenda. Uh, and basically, Ricky and his girlfriend, you know, they start kissing all that. And Brenda's like, that's how y'all got it the first time. And she's like, yo, make sure she's on the pill because I'm the one that's going to take care of these kids, not you. Mm -hmm. And so that's just, that's another interesting kind of point. Um, We talk about changing because we see that Ricky's pretty much spoiled. He's protected. uh, Mm -hmm. And people are looking after him. And there's a a turning point to the wars, the end of the story and the end of his life, unfortunately, when he starts to realize he has to take responsibility for himself. Uh, we'll get to that later. So, we have Trey Cuba Good Jr. right coming through, what? looking yeah, fresh, yeah. going through to the joint. Well, he said, "What? Well, hold on, hold on." It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's crazy. It's tough. Rest goodbye to Ricky. Rest in peace, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that was awful timing. Wow. Um, yes, uh, <laughs> I actually, before we get to Trey, yeah. because I had noticed the sequence of events that had occurred upon upon the time skip, yeah. was in order of Ricky, Doughboy, then Trey. So we talk about... Oh, right, 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 yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. Okay, so, so, you know, it's all good. So, yeah, we see how Ricky's doing. Yes, like you said, he's a teenage father um, with Brenda, you know, living in his mother's house. And then we go to um, Doughboy, Chris, um, Doom, Monster yeah. and Dookie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very good, Dookie. You have all them playing yeah. cards. <laughs> Fucking them dope ass, stupid ass. Look, you don't know what I'll be getting. I'll be fucking no dope heads. I might let them suck my dick, but I don't be fucking them. And they got AIDS and shit. Stupid motherfucker, don't you know you can catch that shit from letting them suck on your dick too? Thank you. See? I ain't sick. I ain't all skinny and shit. Nigga, what you mean you ain't skinny? Motherfucker so skinny, you can hoo-hoo through a Cheerio. And fool, you ain't got to be skinny or sick 
you can die five years from now from that shit. And um, uh, John Singleton does throughout the film. He makes this kind of maybe some, uh, like a vulgar conversation or some random conversation, but it's knowledge. I mean, they have a whole conversation about God later on. Uh, and that's good writing. Like it's it's kind of like weaving in knowledge without just saying message every uh, every time. So yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Um, and again, education, which is what the film's about. And so that is kind of a positive brotherhood. Doughboy's basically you know in a vulgar way, it's like nah, fool, you can catch AIDS. Like be careful, stupid. Like you know he's messed with him. Like man, you don't get none. It's like man, I get I get mine. You be wanting to have sex with dope heads. It's like man, I don't have sex with dope heads. It's like. Oral sex still get AIDS, dummy. I think they call it the bug. Um, and it's just like, you know, it's it, it's a kind of brotherhood. Like, Doughboy in his own kind of tough way is looking out for Dookie, a.k.a. Curly Head with the pacifier. Um, yeah. And Chris, who's now in the wheelchair, uh, which is kind of implicated towards the end of the film, that he was in a drive-by shooting that paralyzed him from the waist down. And that's why he's in the wheelchair. Uh, Furious uh, kind of hints at that later on. But, yeah, so that that is kind of like now the, the group. They represent the Crips. And later on, we'll see the group that represents the Bloods. Um, it, it, it's subtle, but you can tell because of the colors they're wearing. Um, we can kind of guess that maybe they became Crips in prison or maybe it was out of prison. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, take it away, Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, on that note as well, you know, it's also noticeable that Trey drives the blue slug bug. So, I mean, you know, Trey of all characters, of course, wouldn't, but. Well, he, oh, that's Furious's car, which is the, which is, Fur um. Which is the symbolism that now he's taking in his father's place. Like, he's that's the same car. Yeah, it's the same Bro, Beetle. That, no, yeah, no, man. Hold up, man. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Because I had thought that, but before the time skip, man, his slug bug was red. Nah, man, it was blue. No, what? don't do that. No, because he had red pants on when his mama was pulled up, and it, the I slug bug was red. Was it red? Okay. If it, was, it was red. Oh, okay, it was red? Okay. <laughs> uh, either they painted it or you got a new one, but it, it's the same car. Which means okay, it's a different kind of vibe, but the interior is the same. So that okay. the interiorly they're the same, but on the outside they look different. All right, fair that's enough. A, that's a good point. I, I like that. Okay, okay, we came to a resolution. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. But that's, but yeah, yeah that's, it, it is interesting how he's kind of like yeah, it is an interesting kind of thing. Yeah, the color of the car. Right. Yep. And so after you know the AIDS talk, then we move on to Trey walking in through the party in the iconic yellow black. You know what I'm saying? Shame. Pulls up. <laughs> He pulls up, and who's he talk to first? I, re I recall he sees, Brenda. was it Ricky or his mom first? Ricky's mom, Brenda, comes in. Trey, how you doing, baby? Fine. Well, good. You just in time for the food. Hmm. I was just going in to bring out the rest of the things. Potato salad, you name it, we got it. <laughs> well, everybody's here, so go ahead and have a good time. Okay. Oh, and Trey, <laughs> baby, do me Talk to Darren for me. Talk to him seriously. I am so sick and tired of him going in and out of there. Maybe some of what you got to rub off on it. So Brenda recognizes that Trey is the guy with his head on his shoulders. And she's like, I can get to him or don't want to get to him, but you can. So talk to him. She She's aware of his son. She says, I don't want him in and out of jail. We learn now that he's been yeah. in and out of jail, right? And that's bad for adolescents, right? But their retention rate for prisons is high. Like a 200 percent retention rate, something like that, for prisons. Um, and so we learned that Doughboy's been in and out. Now he runs with people that may or may not be in and out of prison, right? That's his group, right? Trey's on the outside, so he's got a head in his shoulders. So Brendan now recognizes and gives him a brotherhood mission, which is get to Doughboy, get to Darren. Right. And so now right. he goes over to Ricky, 
Um, and they're dapping each other up, and Ricky's like, yo, points to Nia Long, and it's like, what's going on? And, you know, we learn later there's some tension. We'll get to that later, but there's some yeah. tension between him and yeah. Randy, uh, who's now growing up into Nia Long, and apparently he has been calling her and stuff like that, and he yeah. goes to talk to her, but then he goes to give himself a pep talk and she leaves, but that's besides the point. So Trey goes over to Doughboy. What's up, Doe? Oh, shit. What up, G? They love it. Hey, what's up, Trey? What's up, Chris? Heard you like Mr. GQ Smooth now. Working over at the Fox Hill Mall? Yeah, I get a discount on clothes and shit. You like? You look like you're selling rocks. Trey, you be slanging that shit? Nah, man, I don't be doing that shit. Couldn't anyway. Pops kick your ass. <laughs> no, I'm out the pen now. I'm gonna keep my ass off this time. Well, that's what we're here to celebrate, right, man? Yeah. Damn, brother, how'd you get so big? Bumping iron and eating, man. Ain't nothing else to do in the motherfucking pen. Yeah. Three hots in the cot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> As far as where Doughboy's mind is at, it's very interesting because I can see that it's torn, you know, it's mm. split. As far as, you know, because when he is talking about him, talking to him, you know, Trey's like, yeah, man, how'd you get so big, man? And, you know, you know, Doughboy's like, yo, you know, I've been beefing up and eating for us, all this shit to do in the pan. You know, three hots in the cotton, all that type of stuff. But he also gets serious and says, I'm trying to stay out. You know, I want to stay out for good this time, you know. And I say a split because, you know, his intention, his mind is right. But as far as his conversation goes throughout the movie, you know, we still see him joking about killing niggas or peeling Cap's bag, man, you know what I mean, hurting people. So to where it's almost half-hearted in a way. He's like, yeah, I don't want to go back, but I'm not going to get this lifestyle up either. You feel me? So, yeah, as we move forward, um, I believe that was the end of their conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, take it away. So on the way back, Trey gets pressed by the Bloods. Uh, they're not really mm -hmm. the main antagonists. The Bloods got mad at John Singleton because he thought they thought that they were the villains. And he was like, no, it, everybody's bad. Like, yeah. like, like Ice Cube's bad and the Bloods are bad. So they were, I think it's like, what is the end? They got like a Toyota, some type of Toyota something. And, and he, they, they get pressed. Lloyd yeah. Avery, uh, the second who ends up shooting Ricky, basically pressed Trey. They just pressed yeah. him like, what you going to do, fool? And he said, what's up? That's, yeah. that's not brotherly, right? <laughs> no. Right? They're in the gang. They're brothers. But anybody that's not in the gang is not their brother. So, and the only reason Trey really gets depressed because he's a good guy. He had this crackhead who was this woman who has these kids that go up in the street. He saves the kid, right? And yeah. so John Singleton was like, this is the reward you get from doing good. You get yeah. suckered. You get pressed. Right. Being a yeah. good brother. Being a good community member. Because brotherhood is also the community, right? Being an older brother to these kids. But the punishment is you get pressed. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. And you know what I thought was smooth as well is about that scene as well because, you know, Trey stops his car. It's a green car, you know what I mean? This is before he gets to the bloods. They stop the green car, you know, he picks the baby up. He says, hold on, hold on. You know, and one of the cats in the driver's seat says, yo, is she good? Is she all right? And I, that was, you know what I mean, that was startling for me. You know, I know we shouldn't be startled by good deeds, but I was surprised. He was like, yo, get the fuck up out the street. Move. You know, he's like, yo, is she all right? He's like, okay. You know, he returns her, you know, and the the woman as well, you know, was like, yo, you know what I mean? You got something on you, Trey? You know, I'll give you this. I'll give you that if you, he said, hey, man, nah, nah, go change diapers. Go go do that, you know, 
But that's also it. And then we're going we're gonna to move forward, of course, man. But again, you know, the things that I noticed about Trey in this movie are so dope because he's human. You know, he's human. He still be talking. He still be talking shit. He right. still be using the B word, the N word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, this motherfucking, he was scared. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, he still got that furious in him of, you know, nah, you know, this isn't right. And he still got that adolescence of, you know what I mean? When you about to, when you right. about to get me, let me get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Trey isn't portrayed as the, you know, God sent amazing, flawless hero, you know what I mean, as I may have remembered or maybe nostalgia would grant him. It's just that he's human. He just has, I would say, a bit more conscious or a bit better hot routines and qualities than the people around him. You feel me? So, yeah, yeah, that's all I want to say. No, you're right, man. And, I mean, even look at his posture, right? His posture is like Furious. Like, he, he walks a certain way, he stands a certain way. Um, like the way he wears his clothes and stuff like that. I mean, he walks, you know, it's like it's it's really that fatherhood thing. And there's a scene later with Angela Bassett and Furious where they kind of talk about the role of parenting and basically the importance of fatherhood. But that doesn't neglect motherhood as well. So his mom gave him the tools and his father just pretty much cemented the tools in his own way. Um, so, yeah, so Trey gets back and Furious gives him a, a fake face. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even try. God. Since some of these haircuts look, I ain't gonna lie. So they, so the haircuts and you draw a little busted. Well, you had the best cut, probably low on the low. You had the best cut. You said I ain't gonna look right. I said, look at these cuts they got, boy. Now we need to talk about the Jerichos, like the Jericho epidemic, my boy. You saw a little Chris's late. Wig? It was late. It was ninety one. It should have been gone. I mean, Cuba, but well, because the West Coast was doing that thing mad late. Uh, my dad said when NWA came out, he thought he was clowns because everybody on the East Coast was done with Jerry Curls. Who are these clowns still wearing Jerry Curls? Like, what is this nonsense? Like, they're, they're from outer space. Uh, but Ice Cube is rolling it. He's rolling it. I mean, like, uh, two, two, like a year later, you know, he'll cut it off because in, in uh, the next album, he's he's bald. He's a bald fade. So in the next, yeah, oh, yeah, Cube, yeah, Cube yeah. cut that off. He'll cut it off eventually. Um, but yeah, nah, I mean, he looked good though. He, he got it. That John was straight. I don't know what he had on him, bro, but he, that John was fresh. He had it on yeah, the John. Yeah, it looked fine. You know what I mean? That Dookie, Dookie has some, um, I want to say Jerry curls, but you know what I mean? Curls. Just, both him and Monster had, look, he bent, I think Monster had Bantu knots. Bantu knots, yep, yep, exactly. He had like curls, kind of like curly Bantu knots in a way. Exactly, um, yep, yep. But yeah. So basically, we learned that Furious is only 17 years older than Trey, which. Yep comes back to my thing that they're also a brotherhood between them since they're not that far apart. Uh, and that's why Furious is so hard on Trey, because Trey is like the guy that's going and doing his thing just like Furious was, but he wasn't perfect, got Angela Bassett pregnant and all that. Uh, that's why he joined the army, and that's why like he's really pushing Trey to be better than him, uh, because he was like, don't, don't mess yourself up. Uh, and they joke about Furious getting old and all of that, and about grandkids, and Furious is like, hey, that's <laughs> a little suspect what you on right now. And basically, he presses him. And and Trey feels embarrassed, uh, kind of, and he makes up this one, it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. He makes up this fantastic story about how he had sex with this girl. I mean, like, it, we watching it, I didn't realize, like, I always thought it was funny how he did it, but I didn't realize that John Singleton was doing it because he's like he's lying. He's telling yeah, all the yo, this is this he lied. Because you heard what he said when he said we opened the door. He said, "Bam, we just went at it." 
It's all sex and stuff. Right. 20 minutes in, I guess the grandma. And you can see he almost st he stuttered, too. When he tells the story, he stuttered, which is good acting. But he said she wants to smell the sex in, in the air or something. You know? And I call her all the, I call her sometime, but the grandma be, you know, ha, ha. Uh, so, so, Kimmy Judo makes up this story about how he had sex with this girl. And Furious is like, yo, did you use a condom? He's like, nah, man, she on the pill. And Furious is like, yo, fam, it don't matter. MJ, never OJ, son. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even if she says she on the pill. And he foreshadows. You gonna learn, Trey. I don't know why he's so dead set on learning the hard way, but you gonna learn. Oh, yeah. You gonna <laughs> learn. Clean your hair up. Right, right. <laughs> I, might have, I might have clipped this in. I got I'm about to clip that in, bro. I'm crying. Clean uh, uh, <laughs> 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 the hair up. Oh, this is so. It was so accurate the way they been portraying black parents in this movie. Yes. Man, because it's like, man, you know. And I love, I love their relationship. I love their dynamic. You know what I mean? Like they're friendly one moment, and then you know what I mean. <laughs> Furious reminds us, you know, I'm still your pops. You know what I mean? Hey, man. He's like, hey, bro. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, Denny. Don't do it. Don't do it. I can just see it. <laughs> 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 you didn't even say a word. Oh. I just knew it. You took it. You said. I saw that bottom lip quivering. I said, hey, nay, man. <laughs> There's a range of movies I just wanted to say, man. Oh my God, you, man. Oh my God, you were something else, man. Mm. <laughs> okay, I'm stuck. <laughs> man, rest of the call, you gotta turn your camera off. I'm dying, bro. Yeah, I'm bro. I'm fucking dying. I'm gonna have to call my agent, man. I ain't signing up for this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said he gonna call his agent. <laughs> oh my goodness. Killing me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But before before yeah, I let you move on this well, what you want to say? All, on the subject of Furious and Trey's relationship as well, you know, it humanizes I've seen John Singleton humanize Furious a bit more as well. You know what I mean? Like when we get to this get to him in the start, you know what I mean? Of course he's a hard ass. He's like, yo, clean this up, man. You know, I'm doing this because I love you. I want to teach you responsibility, man. You people down the block don't got that, right? But then when we see see him singing, you know, what I mean? ooh, things are gonna get bright. You know what I mean? We see that fun side of him, right? Or even in the conversation of, did you get some pussy, right? right? You know what I mean? That's definitely, yeah, I guess in this context, a father son conversation, man. But in a way, that is a conversation that Trey would have with one of his boys. You feel me? You wouldn't expect that to hear that from Furious. You feel me? So you know what I mean? Brotherhood, in a way, is reflected by the. Uh, Formal and the informal between their relationship and just the dynamic and balance between that. So I just wanted to mention that real quick. Definitely, definitely. And then uh, oh, one more thing. Uh, so I forgot. They're all 10. In the, they're all 10 except wow. except Doughboy, I think. Doughboy needs to be at least a year or two older. But, gotcha. but Trey and Ricky are 10. Therefore, they're only 17 now. And... Um, that's awesome to think about because that, that means that Furious was 27 in the beginning of the movie. 
Um, so then he's only 34, right? So it's it's you know you know it's just something to think about. So speaking of talking with the homies, we cut to the next day. Trey and Ricky they are going to school, um, and Trey's like, "Yo, man, I never lied to my father before." Like, <sighs> Ricky's like, "What's up, bro? Like, what's going on?" He's like, "Yo, man, like, I said I was." I said I had sex, man. And Ricky's like, you're not still a virgin, are you? And then Trey like, I mean, you know, I've, I've, you know, I finger popped some girls, and you know, I've done a little stuff, but you know, I just, I guess I ain't never stick, you know, stick my, my glove in the hole or whatever. The, whatever you say, I might clip that in. And then Ricky's like, why not? I'm scared. And then Ricky just laughs, bro. Like clowns him, bro. Like clowns him, and then um, Trey's like, "Look, man, I ain't trying to be no dad." And then Ricky kind of simmers down. You can kind of see that connection. How Ricky may have not want to be a father either. And then mm -hmm. we 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 are getting to a point where we get to like a couple minutes where Trey's like, "And Brandy's not having it. Brandy doesn't want to have sex," which is a major part of the story. Um, major, major part of the story. Sex in general is a, is a, like a, a running kind of theme, uh, or motif. It was a running thing, um, and we'll talk about what that symbolizes. We'll talk about like, virginity and that whole thing later on. But that basically happens. And then anything you want to say before I keep going? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I noticed immediately, and you know, we could t talk about this later with the SATs, man. But. Mm -hmm. You know, Trey and Ricky's relationship. You know, you don't see Trey driving Doughboy to school. You know, you don't see Doughboy in the back. You feel me? It was like, yo, no, Ricky is my guy. You know, you're the only person that I could trust with this. You know, that I'm afraid to be a father. You know, so just another motif of brotherhood of, you know, Trey relying on Ricky and saying, you know, this is, you know, I mean, yeah, you're laughing, but I know that you're going to be serious about this as well. That's why I don't deal with your brother like this. I don't talk to your brother about these things. So. That's something I noticed. It is interesting. I mean, yeah, like, you know, Doughboy's older, and then he just hangs out with the with the other, his clique, right? And his, and we'll talk about that later, but, like, his clique, like, they, they don't fit in at all with Trey and their whole lifestyle and all that. Like, Trey wouldn't be caught around him. He, he's around Doe, and they're cool with Doe, but he hangs out with Doe with Ricky. So right. that that's a good point that you make. Um, and, again, that's that brotherhood. They're still brothers, but, like, even in certain groups, some people are closer than others. That just happens, right? right. Like even, right. even in groups, I'm in them closer to others and not some other people. We all brothers, but there's different levels of brotherhood. And brotherhood is also acknowledging, all right, that he's not the guy to call for this thing. I got to call this guy, right? Like, you're not going to call me to commit a crime. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to call you to uh, the same. I wouldn't call you to do the same. I wouldn't call you to disrespect Islam. You wouldn't call me to to uh, disrespect women. So it's like we all know who to call, who not to call. So Trey's like, all right, I thought the dope boy do that. I'm not going to hang around him like that. I think that is interesting. We do not have a scene of Trey and Dobody together, and I think that's something I never realized. I think that's a good point. And I feel like he's trying to stir Ricky, just like Furious is trying to stir him to the straight path. We'll get there to the SAT part. Um, message. But yeah. Message. <laughs> message. message. Let's get it. <laughs> good. I repeat. That's good. Stuff. good stuff. I'm getting like you, my boy. I'm dead. So we you have like a basically a time passing montage between the three main characters, Trey, Doughboy, and Ricky. Ricky's at football practice. Uh, mm -hmm. Trey is at Brandy's house, and Doughboy is just 
doing nothing really. Uh, yes. Dealing drugs. They all jump jump a crackhead. Who bro, it, it ain't bad. Nah, nah, dude, he walk over with the trash can, bro. <laughs> yeah, he throws <laughs> it, bro. Oh my god. Uh, why my mean you by Tony Tony Tone is playing. Um, it was it was an interesting choice. I mean, this the soundtrack to this is just great. It's just I just want to say that if I haven't said it already, soundtrack is really good. Soundtrack mm-hmm. is good. The score, like I said, by Stanley Park is good, right? They use they use a couple of songs sparingly. It's not in your face. Right. Uh, uh, the soundtrack is good. Soundtrack is good. Um, so basically, Trey and Brandy are arguing, and and we find out that Trey hasn't talked to Brandy because he's mad that she won't she won't have sex with him. He takes it personally, but Brandy's like, "I'm Catholic," which is an interesting thing, right? Which is a very interesting thing. We don't really talk about African Americans in the Catholic Church. That's kind of an interesting, subtle thing, but ironic. We'll see later. But also, uh, he's like, Catholic girls are freaks and yada, yada, yada. Basically, he's like, I'm going to marry you. You want to wait till marriage? What's the point? And then, you know, she kind of gets mad. Like, what do you mean? They have a banter, but they end up being cool and everything. Chase like, look, I'm sorry. I miss you and I miss you too. And it's all sweet and ooh, it's all sweet and bubbly, doubly. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, what do you call it? Yeah. So, cut to later on. And Doughboy and his crew are hanging inside. And so the USC recruiter, you know, shout out to USC. That's where John Singleton went. That's, that's why it's in the movie. Uh, the helicopter that's in this scene is a real helicopter. They were wow. going to use it as, they were going to, like, make it fake. But John Singleton, nah, I'm getting a real helicopter. He made it. He got a real helicopter. Nice. It was supposed to just be, like, a fake kind of thing. But the helicopter's real. That's good. Um, that's good. Fun fact. So USC recruiter comes, and he thinks it's a, I think it's a gang member because it's dark and he's going real slow, right? Which is crazy. It's like any car that drives slow could be the end of your life, mm-hmm. right? And they all kind of buck up, but it's just the USC recruiter. Brenda's like, yo, get these hooligans out my house. Like, we drive my shooters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, get these low-light motherfuckers out my house. You know, Doughboy kicks Monster, Dookie, and Chris out the house. Um, but before that, they're just talking. And... Dookie is the one that mentions, like, it's because they have different fathers that Brenda treats Doughboy and uh, Ricky differently. Right. Uh, and that's a clear rift. That is a that is a constant thing throughout the story. That's a clear rift. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Doughboy kicks them out, and he take, and Doughboy takes the abuse. I mean, in, in a way, Doughboy takes Brenda's anger. So maybe, like, maybe Doughboy, we can only assume Doughboy took all the beatings, possibly, right? Ricky never got in trouble, or Doughboy always said that it was me, right? We can kind of, like, think about all the, all the licks he took for Ricky, because he had to, right? Like, Brenda kind of put that pressure on him, like, take care of your brother. I don't care about you, but that's what you're supposed to do, right? Um, so that, that was like, interesting. Uh, and then U.S. recruiter comes and tells Ricky that he needs, a like, over a 700, which is, like, the bare minimum. Like, 700 is, like, a bare minimum. So basically, like, look, man, just get over a 700 and you're good. Uh, and this guy's kind of like a brother because he asked Ricky, like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to major? And, like, Ricky right. is, like, a 2.3 or whatever. And, like, he yeah. asked Ricky. He tried to have a conversation. Ricky, Ricky just turns on his highlights. And the dude's like, okay, yes, yeah, cool. But, like, uh, yeah. but like, what what are you about? Like, you want to be an engineer? What do you want to do? And he's like, Ricky's like, I don't know. What do I do? He's like, look, man, you can be whatever you want to be. Like, it's your choice. Uh, then the recruiter the, his son comes through, and it's like, is that your brother? And Ricky's like, not my son, the recruiter. He's like, he gets the about it. He's like, okay. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to set up that uh, that tour. And, <laughs> that tour uh, yeah. 
And then Monster keeps asking a dude about, yo, man, I will play some baseball. What? And they're like, so, uh, Ain't nobody, man. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so what do you want to, what do you want to say yep. about that before we move forward? For sure, for sure. And I definitely do, um, agree with that man you know what i mean when it comes to ricky's attention span in general mm. it's it's very short it's very fucking short and um yeah so when it, when he asked him that as well there's something that i also noticed that again you know what i mean really drives the, his relationship with trey you know what i mean if you remember he says yo my friend trey is doing business and he's going to study business when he in college so i mean shoot I, that's what i like to do as well or something and something about computers as well but majority above it all you know the recruiter said, what are you going to do if NFL don't work out? There's a high chance you're not going to get there. You see, first thing Ricky says is, well, you know, I'm good with this. I like computers. You know, my friend Trey, you know what I mean? He's been talking to me about right. business. He said he's going to do business. You feel me? So that was just a very nice touch, you know what I mean, by uh, Mr. Singleton, you know what I mean, to, uh, again, solidify it to where Trey don't even got to be in the scene or mm. involved in any way in the scene for him not to be brought up, mm. you know what I mean, as an example. That's a good point. That's true brotherhood. We can see it. Trey is the positive influence that Doughboy was supposed to kind of be on Ricky. You can kind of yeah. almost feel like maybe Doughboy feels kind of guilty. That's why it's like, all right, let me kick these guys out. I want to be there for my brother. He's in the house. I mean, he's drunk, and he's like, does he really care? But he's in the house, and, you know, that is a good point. Like, Trey is that influence that Ricky needs. Without Trey, who knows where Ricky would be? That's a great um, point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... Basically, outside Doughboy and the crew were talking about nothing. Like, mm. again, they're all doing the same thing as brotherhood, but that's not really good brotherhood if no one's really motivating each other to do better. We are group. We always talk about how we motivate each other to do better. We're always on a different thing, sad, chase, all that. But these guys, they just sit around doing nothing because that's all each other do. No one else is telling each other to do more. Come on. Um, and it's the juxtaposition between Ricky trying to go to college and them just outside. Like, he's inside. Whoa. He's inside, and they're outside, whatever it is. Inside, whatever. College, the institution. He's inside success. They're, they're, they're the unwanted. The unwanted to go outside. They're the unwanted of society. That's a good one. That's um, a really good one. So, yeah. I was going to say something else, but I cannot remember for the life of me. But please continue. Okay. All right, so now it's SAT time. I remember that. Don't want to do that ever again. Shout out to SAT and ACTs, man. Awesome. I yeah, I just did the ACT is easy. It's not it isn't easy, and I don't want to take it. And how I get a lower score in the second time? Everybody's like, holistic scoring for Morehouse, bro. I said my application was fire, and I did them. I did them questions, boy, and I got in, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this SAT is trash. But I remember that yeah. thick book from Barnes & Noble? My dad said, Oh, my gosh, man. SAT for dummies? Come on, man. Talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm just, yeah, yeah, everybody. I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. Okay. Yeah, that SAT prep book, boy. Now, if it was if it, SAT had a history section, boy, up. Oh, yeah, that'd have been easy. <laughs> that'd have been the majority of the points, man. Well, he failed everything else, but he got such an amazing score on the history. Might as well let him in. I was like, if they could just replace it with my AP exam scores, forget about it. Just replace <laughs> you replace my SAT score with my AP history exam scores. We're Come good. On. We're good. Hey man. Hey man, what they say, man. If you if you try to if you judge a fish based on its ability to climb a tree or live its life, they can miss it up. Come on, man, talk to me. 
I'm pretty sure it was Newton who said that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It might have been Einstein. I don't remember. Moving on. <laughs> I don't even know what you said. You mumble rap, man. Oh, I did. Oh, oh, my fault. I said if you if you judge a fish based on its ability to climb a tree, it will live its life forever thinking it is stupid. Oh, okay. knowledge. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, just, I'm articulate. My bad. My bad. Yeah, my uh, bad. How many human and human fish in a tree? Yeah. How many human and human in a tree? Yeah. 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 You know, and then Ricky's just looking, looking at God and for the answers. Oh, attention span, bro, man. <laughs> and Trey, Trey filling all the circles real neat, and I said, I "Ain't no, this ain't realistic. Ain't nobody filling them circles like that. How you fill circles? Ain't nobody filling circles like that. Ain't nobody. I said, that's <laughs> serial killer circles. That's serial, serial killer circles. Ain't nobody filling circles <laughs> like that." God damn. So you telling me you didn't feel in like that, man? I took my time with it. I got better, but ain't nobody I mean <laughs> ain't nobody got time, bro. Ain't nobody got time. I don't you on the first try. I go back and I be Picasso. Not on the first time, bro. You ain't got time for all that. Just fill it in enough. That's real. You do get about like five what they say, about two minutes per question. Yeah. That's Some real. dumb stuff. They want twenty minutes for forty five open ended questions. Forget bias, it's not accurate. That's the bias. Forget the ethnicity part, it's not even logical. They want mutants to take that. They want they want superheroes to take the SAT. It's not about ethnicity, it's about or do you are you an X-Men or no? It's the superhero aptitude test. That's what the hell it's called. Hey, SAT confirmed not racist, but still discriminatory. Man. It's still That's discriminatory. Funny. That's funny. <laughs> but hey, I, I do want to say, because I, I think, you know, upon rewatching the film, yeah. I paid a lot of attention to the chronological events that happened within mm. the scenes. So, you know, moving down the table, SAT mm. table, you see yeah. who's there. Okay, you know, you got your black kids, standard, okay, whatever. You see Brandy or Brenda, right? Okay, recognizable oh, yeah, face. Yeah, That's yeah. cool. Well, no, right? no, no. I, I don't know that. It's the girlfriend. Brenda's the mom. I don't know the girlfriend's name. I, I don't, I don't. Oh, my phone. Okay, okay. I'm talking about Ricky's girlfriend. Yeah, I thought her girlfriend. name was Brenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. But yeah, we see Ricky's girlfriend. You know me, baby mama, wifey, all that. Right. right. And then we move down the table. You see Ricky. You know me, getting his pencil and all that type of stuff. And what I love about the cinematography in this place is like, okay, it's, you know me and him and his girl, you know, a few people apart. And he's just looking everywhere and stuff. And he looks forward. And then the camera just cuts to Trey in front of him. Like, yo, you ready? They're like, oh, I didn't know Trey was. So that's another brotherhood type of thing where it's like, yo, when you see Ricky, you're going to see Trey mm. 90% of the time. You feel me? So mm. I really love that portion of it. That was just brotherhood without having to say nothing. That's interesting. Uh, and we all see Ricky is not prepared because he's been no. given everything. So he has to be literally given a pencil when they ask. Literally. He said, <laughs> message. <laughs> message. But hey, I'll tell you this too, man. You know what I mean? But I thought about that. I thought the opposite. You know what I mean? Well, definitely he was given everything, but Ricky is able to advocate for himself when he needs to be. So that was a good start up into the um, army speech of I need to provide for my family. He was like, yo, I need a pencil. You know what I'm saying? Instead of saying, he said, 
First one, as soon as they finished it, as soon as they finished their last breath, does anybody need a pencil? <laughs> Bro, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, okay, I'll give you that. And it's also foreshadowing that he's willing to do whatever. Like, if it's for the family, it's for his future. He ain't he ain't afraid to ask for help. Um, so that is an interesting thing. Um, and then Brandy and Trey are kind of across, but they're still close, right? We see how they're closer. The girl's over there. Ricky's girlfriend's over there. They're not even doing anything, but... And it's foreshadowing. They're going to be across the way at college. They're across the way in the SAT test room. Uh, so that was a good little thing, right? So they take the SAT, and then they go over to Furious's office. He's a financial kind of advisor to services. And Ricky's like, you help people get money for their houses, right? And Furious is like, uh, yeah. And then he's like, you guys want to see something? So they roll over to Compton, and I'm going to clip this in. Why don't y'all take a look at that sign up there? See what it says? Cash for your home? You know what that is? It's Bill Bill Boy. What are y'all, Amos and Andy? Are you stepping and he's fetching? I'm talking about the message, what it stands for. It's called gentrification. It's what happens when the property value of a certain area is brought down. Huh? You listening? Yeah. To bring the property value down. They can buy the land at a lower price. Then they move all the people out, raise the property value, and sell it at a profit. Now, what we need to do is we need to keep everything in our neighborhood, everything black. Black owned with black money. Just like the Jews, the Italians, the Mexicans, and the Koreans do. Ain't nobody from outside bringing down the property value. It's these folk shooting each other and selling that crack rock and shit. Well, how you think the crack rock gets into the country? We don't own any planes. We don't own no ships. But we are not the people who are flying and floating that shit in here. I know every time you turn on the TV, that's what you see, black people selling the rock, pushing the rock, pushing the rock. Yeah, I know. But that wasn't a problem as long as it was here. Wasn't a problem until it was in Iowa, and it showed up on Wall Street where there are hardly any black people. Now, if you want to talk about uh, guns, why is it that there's a gun shop on almost every corner in this community? Why? Tell you why. For the same reason that there's a liquor store on almost every corner in the black community. Why? They want us to kill ourselves. You go out to Beverly Hills, you don't see that shit. But they want us to kill ourselves. Yeah, the best way you can destroy a people, you take away their ability to reproduce themselves. Who is it that's dying out here on these streets every night? (laughs) Y'all. Young brothers like yourselves. What am I supposed to do? Fool roll up, try to smoke me? I'm gonna shoot the motherfucker if he don't kill me first. You're doing exactly what they want you to do. You have to think, young brother, about your future. Fury's just speaking knowledge. And it's a it's a real poignant scene. And ironically, Ricky's like, Doughboy should hear this. Yet he yeah. never we never ever seen when he tells Doughboy any of this. Right? He's like, Doughboy, handle yourself. But deep down, Ricky's like, he should hear it, but no one tells though. Like, and he says it uh, when they go to Crenshaw, but like, there's never a heart to heart moment where Ricky's like, "Yo, like, though, like, this is what I heard." So either maybe he thinks that his brother won't hear him, brother doesn't want to hear, or he feels like he needs to hear from Furious. Everybody respects Furious. Yeah, which is yeah. another thing, right? And he's the younger brother, which is like, does the younger brother have have credence, right? I mean, yeah. he should to a certain point. Um, but yeah, it's a good scene. I'll definitely clip it in. But it, and again, it's done. It's done in a way that it doesn't seem like 
he's literally preaching. Um, he's just speaking to them. It makes sense. He does this. He's showing them this. He's putting them on. They're teenagers. Right. Um, but yeah, right. it's a great scene. I definitely clipped that in. Yeah, and and also you saw how there's three generations of you know what I mean black people there. You feel me? You know what I mean the elderly man being mm. the first generation, um, then being furious, you know, and then Trey and the other people, right? So, you know, you saw how the second generation really connected the two, you know, made it a platform for conversation. But the elderly guy was like, you know, it's y'all young brothers that is there, y'all's phone. And he was like, well, hey, you know what I'm saying? And they were like, well, hey, well, you know what I mean? So he was really the binding factor for that conversation as well. Um, so, no, that was that was definitely dope. Um, and specifically brotherhood on that portion that was bound generational. I think the type of brotherhood we've been talking about uh, well, if it wasn't even between, you know, the same age group, you know, Furious and Trey, father and son, but this is comp- between complete strangers, you know, mm. so this communal brotherhood, mm. you know, so, yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Furious was the gap. Right. The second generation needs to bridge the gap, kind of. He's giving that thing. So, no, that's a good, um, it's a good thing. That's kind of where we are now. We have to bridge the gap between TikTok in MySpace, in a way, we have to <laughs> we got to bridge that gap um, because there's a disconnect, and they're trying to figure out why these kids are wild, running away from the dean, and we have to kind of explain their side, and then we have to explain our parents' side to their side. These kids are crazy. I'm with my little cousin. I'm talking to her. She on Snapchat. Guys talking about, do you have big boobs or butt? I'm like, yo, oh for real? It's oh, crazy, no. man. Oh. But she she said. Do you have money? <laughs> you ain't tell a lie. <laughs> Conversation changes. <laughs> I say, Zay, you're dumb, bro. I started crying. She said, she said, I said, wow. I said, man, back in the day, we was more subtle, man. Brothers, brothers are raw out here, man. Nah, for real, man. I don't know what the answer's supposed to be. But yeah, now what? What, nigga? There's boobs anymore. I just, what? <laughs> no, we ain't even got to go there. Yeah. It's, just like, it's, 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 it's third grade vocabulary. Anyway, yeah, so, BS yeah, a great scene. I'll definitely clip that in. So, on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z, it's down to the wire as Goku tries frantically to escape the exploding dynamic. With all hopes of communication lost, Goku's friends are left in the dark, praying desperately for the Saiyan safe return. Can Goku defeat the odds and escape from Namek with his life? It's an episode not to be missed next time on Dragon Ball Z.